Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. What do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Doug Sprinthal is not here today because he's got some Israeli business going on. I don't know what that's all about, but, you know, it's Gale fans, people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they uh, and they're not happy to see him, I can tell you no. that. No, no, I imagine that's probably true. <laughs> he spends, I mean, I've never been to Israel. No, I haven't either. And I've he's there like, there. you know, every few months. He's there all the time. And he, I think happens. he likes it, too. So basically, uh, I was going to, I can't tell you why I've been off the show uh, quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you on Monday. Catherine wanted me to wait till Monday mm. to tell you why I've been among the missing. But everything's good. That's the good news, that everything worked out really, really well, which I'm glad to hear. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, huh? Well, like what else? Well, I mean, we have to talk about the whole uh, Hubbard thing, right? Well, you got the new show, that's yeah. right. You got the new show. That's... I can't tell you who's going to be on it yet because they haven't signed their deals yet. I can tell you one thing, though. They're excited. That's what they told me. Mm -hmm. That was very, very pleasant. That was very, very nice. Ah, it's going to be a hit. You think so? I, I really do. Even I... though I'm on it? Well, there is that. There's a drawback. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be great. I, you know, I think you're going to be, uh, obviously, you're going to be a lot happier. You know what's amazing about that, Mike? Well, you know what? Let me introduce everybody, then I want to get back sure. to you on that. Ladies and gentlemen, on the show today, Doug Spinthal is not here, but we do have... Tevin Pittman. Jerry Eaton. Andy Brant Bernard. Mike Gelfand. So you lose one car guy, and you get two. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how it should work. Yeah. 
You double down, don't it, you? It takes two of us to fill in for oh, uh, for Doug. Yeah, or we might just refer to him as Wally Pip from now on. One of my favorite <laughs> things that happened so far over at Hubbard. I was talking about this, that, and the other thing. I said, you have to understand something. Those Walzer spots last about ten minutes, and they said. <laughs> I don't care if they last for an hour. That's up to you. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's, that's good news. <coughs> yes, that's not, really not, good not news. the prospect of it lasting for that long. But. No, but at least you can if you want to. Yeah. No, it's um, – and, again, I don't – they do what they do, and they can go do whatever they want to do. But, you know, it's so weird is walking into a place where everyone's happy. You know how long <laughs> it's been since everybody's been happy at the old joint? Since Disney left. Probably longer than everyone was happy in my house. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, it's unheard of. I mean, think about that. But no, God. and that's that's one of the reasons why I think you're going to be. Yeah, everybody's happy like over you're there. You're going to like it, yeah. I, you know, I ran into it. Kate Bendell was there. Brooke oh, is over there. Sure. Rachel's over there. Johnny McMonagall. Half the people that work there are from KQ anyway. <laughs> so that works out. And, of course, Kate Bendell in front of everybody had to tell the story. She goes, Remember what my job was when I was at KQ, don't you, Tom? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> well, let me tell everybody else. <laughs> so they come to me and go, Tom, we want you to do this, this, and this. I go, forget it. I'm not doing that stuff. There's no way. I, there's no chance. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, here come Kate Bendell. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, Tom, you're going to do it. And that's all there is to it. And I said, I'm telling you. Forget it. I'm not doing it. And I did every one of them, of course. <laughs> that was her job. Well, you never could say no to a, <laughs> not, a powerful not to, woman. <laughs> not to Kate Bendell. I cannot say no to her. It's no. Her, but I saw them all. They gave me a hug. and Everybody's laughing, and they're happy. And uh, Serious, my mood just really, really kicked into high gear. It was wonderful. And those are the only people, really, you'd want to work with. People who are, you know, and the whole the whole empire there, which is locally owned. It's, there's not mm-hmm. an absentee landlord. Nope. There's just like just like when the morning show uh, was in its heyday, which you know was most of the most of the 25 years, 30 years. I'm sorry, 32 years. 37 years. Oh man, come on, can't be. I was there 37 years. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. It's well, been like 11 years since I left. Andy. Uh, Andy has never known a day of his life where I didn't work at KQ. I started just oh. before he was born. Yeah. And, of course, you know, that, that was um, – the the morning show was always locally focused. Yeah, it was, yes. And and so having having local people who know what they're, whatever there is to know about radio who have been successful, that's, that's the way you want to go. I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And, by the way, your name has come up making appearances on the show. And I said, well, you're going to have to get them at the 945 hour. <laughs> you better you better be having them on at 945 because that's about as early as it's going to get, See, I, I can get up at, at about 815 these days. Really? But but then I, I really do need kind of like an hour to reorient my brain. It's oh, like yeah, I, have I to, do. It's like restarting a, a you know, a, a Radio Shack computer. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. <laughs> radio Shack. <laughs> defragment, all that stuff. <laughs> Hell did you come up with Radio Shack? Radio Shack is just like a, a punchline. It's you know, synonymous with around. oldness at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like dial-up, if I say uh-huh, dial-up. Exactly. Oh, dial-up, yeah. They don't have them. There are no Radio Shacks anymore, are there? I don't know. I think I they all went think out of business a long time ago. I think so, yeah. Did they? Let's see. Are there any more Radio Shack? I used to love Radio Shack. Oh, I did too. To go in there, there was always some gadget you'd want. And you get your little battery packs there too. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. There's actually a lot of Radio Shacks. Really? Yeah. So there's one in New Prague, one in Lakeville, 
One in New Richmond. I love that. Your mother's bohemian, so you say New Prague. I like that. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> he goes, well, whatever. That's what my mom used to call it, too. New Prague? New Prague, yeah. Nope. Is she bohemian? Nope. Oh, that was some, some people, well, the, the New Prague is definitely the deal. Mm-hmm. God, I just love that. One of my first times down there, going to a wedding with Catherine. Well, that was a few years ago. <clears throat> Oh, there's a guy you gotta meet, Tom. He's a huge fan of your show. Guy, you gotta meet him. He's a great guy, Young Jim. Seriously, I'm gonna go get him. You're gonna love Young Jim. Comes back, the guy's about 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so Young Jim is 80. How old is old Jim? Right. I, I'd like to. Just a great guy, though. Just a great guy. But in any case, so yeah, there are a number of things to be taken care of. But I, I literally. I have to at this point, whether I know that wasn't their intent, but I do want to thank the people at the old place for, for getting rid of me because they made me a much happier person. Yeah. You know, they did me a huge favor. They really did. So thank you. That's nice, right? Mm-hmm. Be grateful if it worked out, don't you think? I would mm-hmm. think so. What the hell? Do what you do. What you do. do what you want to do. You guys going to watch the game uh, this week? Is it, it's 3 o'clock Sunday, isn't yep. it? They can yeah. give us the noon spot, so that way Kirk can feel comfortable. They had to yeah, that's right. the afternoon <laughs> slot, so we'll probably get killed. Vikings favored by three. Uh, what do you What do you think of that? I like the Giants, but what would you expect yeah. me to say? Well, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> is three even enough? Three is three is the that's margin of error, isn't it? Yeah, uh, three is like the amount they give you just for being at home. Just for being Correct. at home. Right. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. they're saying it's a toss up. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, well, the teams are. It's like saying, yeah, the teams are basically equal. So, but but the Vikings are favored because they're at home, mm-hmm. and uh, hey, after all, it, you know the Vikings, uh, the Vikings did win by three the last time these two played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and all they need is probably another sixty-one yard field goal. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Again. That's it. Maybe. So, what is the deal with home field event? Is it is it all psychological? Uh, I, I, I mean, playing, a, a football field's a football field, yeah, right? Like that portion of it is the same, but when you have a stadium filled with you know, 60,000 people yeah. booing yeah. you and, or cheering you on, that makes a difference. I think there's also something to be said for, you know, waking up in your own bed and being in, like, your normal That's true, the morale team. aspect. Yeah. It can work so. either way. You know, we we always thought in, in the old days, you know, it was like you always wanted to – you didn't really like – for example, when they play in Las Vegas – you're not necessarily going to like the visiting team because you don't know where they're going to be the night before, right. right? But on the other hand, if they're in Salt Lake City, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So, but but a lot of it, of course, is just about noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And remember, the Vikings, you know, they they used to mess. I don't think they do it anymore because they don't need to. But they used to mess with the audio system, so you know, you'd hear you'd hear the cheering, like. Times ten. Yeah, that's true. Over the over that the system. True. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I don't. I think the NFL finally said, you know, you probably shouldn't do that anymore. Let's dial her back. Yeah, or, dial her yeah. back. So yep. there's there's kind of that too, but um, I don't I don't think it's as important as maybe some people do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is a. Have you ever made an appearance at a game? Like, do you guys ever go on the field for Walzer or someplace you worked or whatever? Uh, I got a, Jim Florentine brought me down in the field one oh, day. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was, it was be, before guy. the game. They were playing the Dolphins. He's a huge Dolphins fan, so he oh, yeah. got uh, tickets from Adam Gase. 
I like him and, a lot. And uh, before guy. before the game, we went out there and I had the defensive coordinator's headset on, and oh, you did? had the head coach's <laughs> headset on, and Ooh. so we were with the sound guy. After about five minutes, security walked over and goes, "Yeah, with those passes, you can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of here. You'll be leaving now. Okay, time to go." They, when they did the twins did that uh, that they honored me with a game at home when they found out that I'd, got, I'd gotten fired at KQ. Yeah. That was really, really weird to stand on a field and hear 27,000 people chanting your name. <laughs> that feels really weird. Like, I thought it would be ni- it's nice, don't get me wrong, yeah. but you're like, what? A lot of pressure. Right. Yeah, I, maybe it is pressure. Maybe that's probably, <laughs> now I have to do something good. <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Well, it's but. easy on radio because you don't know if you have an audience or not. Yeah, we could be true. talking to no one right. right now and we'd never know it. Well, that's true. That's very, very true. I've worked at stations like that. It's, yeah. Back in the old days. No, actually, it's. I never did work at a station that had no listeners. I got very lucky. That's another thing about walking into Hubbard. Uh, I guess I haven't officially announced. I did sign a deal with Hubbard last Tuesday, a couple of days ago, and um, we're partners. I do not work for the Hubbards. We're partners in the business, which I like. You know, that's kind of my deal anyway. Mm. You don't want to be my boss. Jerry, can you imagine being my boss? How horrible that would be. That would be, be. the shortest employment I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but is there anything more satisfying, and I ask this as someone who's always done this, than biting the hand that feeds you? I love that. That's fantastic. I just love it. There's no question It's, the, it's always my first instinct. <laughs> Mine too. Is that a north side thing? I, I think it's just a, I think it's probably a thing that, that, all of us who hate authority yeah. are just just have to do. Are you, were you always a St. Paul guy? Your family did they move right to St. Paul from Oklahoma? Uh, well, my dad, my dad's first trip to to Minneapolis was when he was in the army during World War oh, II. Okay, and so he was stationed on the University of Minnesota campus. Oh, you I know, didn't know that because a lot of the, and during World War II, a lot of the a lot of the uh, campus in Minneapolis was turned over to to the military. Oh. So they used it as barracks and, and various hmm. things. You see him doing that now? <laughs> no, no, I don't uh, think so. No. no. Well, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, do not. I mean, you know, maybe if it was World War II, but uh, yeah, maybe. or yes. three. It was another World War. Yeah. So that maybe was his then. first for, but my dad hated hated Oklahoma so much. You know, it's like happiness was Tulsa in the rearview mirror. You got to write a book. There's one Jew in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> you got to write the book, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the last time it was in Oklahoma, there were like three. <laughs> You're up to three no, now? No, it, it was, it was my, my, grandmother's, <laughs> my grandmother's funeral. How did they end up in Oklahoma, Mike? Uh, well, my grandmother, uh, her father was, was, uh, was in the oil business. Oh, and, okay. And so somehow he made his way down there, and I don't really know how. And my grandfather is on my father's side. Um, while he was he was like fifteen, you know, when he when he came from Russia from the diaspora in Minsk. Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, he he went of course to New York, where everybody's a Bolshevik when they come from Russia. They go to New York and they become a Bolshevik. And then sure. and then later on they they get a little more moderate when they realize they don't really need that. And so he wound up in New York. But then he had some relatives in Kansas City. Okay. And since my grandmother was well on her way to becoming a spinster, uh, and there were, you know, hardly, there wasn't really a, a, a gene pool in Tulsa that was going to be satisfactory, 
basically, you know, one day someone said, hey, I, I know this Jewish guy who's a pawnbroker in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, you two might hit it off. And I guess they did. Yeah, that's wonderful. Remember back in the day watching old movies and all the rest of it? Spinsters basically with any woman over 40. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, and then my grandmother like was, what? she was um, probably 25, but, <laughs> but you know. Still it, a spinster. Back well, then, you know, if, if you'd seen her hatchet face, you'd know. Oh, really? Not no, no, I, 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 who knows? You're making that up as you go along. Well, I mean, my memory of her is, is of a 80-year-old woman with a, with a lot of stray hair on her chin. So oh, sure. I'm sure that, that there was a time when she was very attractive. <clears throat> I'm. <laughs> well, you know, you got see, see, she couldn't leave. The sad thing was, my grandfather died when he was, I don't know, maybe 60. And the normal thing is, when that happens, you move to where your grandchildren are, right? Yeah, yeah. Where your children are, your and thus your grandchildren. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but she couldn't. She could. She could never leave Tulsa because she and my mother hated each other so much. Oh, really? Oh, so they, yeah. they had to be around. Oh, yeah. No, no. They they loathed each other. Yeah. And I, I didn't care much for either, so. Uh, so it all worked out. It all worked out fine. See, I'm very happy for you. Yes. No question. Mm -hmm. All right, boys, I have to ask you an automobile question. Uh-oh. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When's the last time anything oh, automobile no. was talked about on Car Selling Secrets? I, I can't even remember. That's why it's a secret. Right. <laughs> We're not going to tell you. We tell everything. There's no more secrets. Now I forgot the hell what I was going to say just now. <laughs> well, that's not good. I had a cough and I almost choked to death, and now I can't remember what the hell I was going to ask you. It had something to do with automobiles. I can't remember what the hell it is, though, as far as, because you've been down that electric road and the fact that right now electric cars pollute more than gasoline-burning cars. People, Most people don't know that, but they do. Because of all the energy it takes to yep. make the battery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those batteries are killer. They are indeed, so we'll see what the situation is. But, they, yeah, there was a political deal going on. What else is going on in the political world? Anything any good? Good? No. No, it's never any good. Just yeah. hidden documents, finding them everywhere. Oh, God, no, everybody's... And what I love about... And I don't care if it's Biden or Trump. It doesn't make any difference. If I did it, it's okay. If you did it, it's a crime. Well, it's like yeah. 100%. It's like, come well, on. Of all people that have classified documents, isn't the president, like, the one that you'd most expect? You'd think. Right. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, it's... it's uh, and Biden, given his age, he, I, I would guess he just forgot. But the fact is, you know... First, first, let me just say that it's it's not really the same thing, obviously, because Biden didn't spend a year and a half uh, refusing to cooperate, and he never flushed any down the toilet, and his chief of staff didn't burn any of them. However, I never heard that any of that happened. Uh, well, with Trump, it absolutely did. He was burning it and flushing it down the toilet. Well, actually, you know, I think I think it was um, Mark Meadows. Who, oh yeah, who, he got who, in trouble. Yeah, who did that? But but it was Trump apparently who flushed him down the toilet. But, Why would you do that? Because uh, I guess I don't really. I, I I guess you just figured it didn't reflect very well on you. I don't really know. I, I don't understand any of this, I, Mike. I really don't get any. I of don't it. either. It goes back to remember Sandy Berger. Oh yeah, back in the Clinton Sandy days, Berger, stuffing yeah. him down his pants. Well, yeah, there is. Why? There <laughs> there have been people. I mean, I've stuffed him down my pants, but for a different reason. <laughs> Thank you. I almost choked to death. <laughs> but there oh, is, we God, nearly killed close. Tom twice. <laughs> oh, that was close, man. That but, bubbly liquid going down. <laughs> but the oh, thing, but Thank the you. thing is, I, I definitely am all for bringing Biden to justice for whatever he did, 
because I think what what we're all going to see is that if if he if he's punished in any way, I don't care what it is, and if Trump is then punished in any way, which would obviously be far worse because he didn't cooperate and he had so many of them like it's like you know how many how many now what's what's the count up now with biden is like 15 or something for what's that for how many how many documents, oh, documents? Yeah, yeah something like that yeah, i think so, they found more this morning in his garage yeah they did well yeah. I, I was no. counting that like, yeah because originally they were saying like five yeah so it, who knows what it's going to wind up right with. um but but i'm all for it punish both of them and if it's on the proper scale i'm going to really like it but the other thing is you know I, I like a lot of the things that, that Biden has done, but I don't want him to run again. No, I know you don't. Nobody oh does. Oh, God, he'd be 117. Well, <laughs> yeah. He would be a little aged, that's for He's But got, so is Trump. Trump's too Trump old Trump is way too old. Yeah, yeah, they're both too old. Well, right, too old to right, run they both president. are. So, I, yeah, let's get a fresh start. Then. I agree. The only thing I don't like about that, Mike, and it's because I, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of America as compared to everywhere else I've ever been. Yeah. I, I just don't think he should be criminalizing your president to the rest of the world. I don't think that's a good idea to that you. It's a very banana republic kind it of really thing. It really is a banana republic move. I and I understand yeah. they, they got to obey the law. I understand that all. But making the president look bad and thinking about putting him in prison. But how bad does it look ooh. to other nations when we say the president is above the law? Then that's what a third world country is all about. I know, it's true. So, you know. I know. I, I know it's a tough call. It's not a win-win. Can no, you it is the not, last no. major world leader that got arrested? Who would that have even been? Uh, Somebody Netanyahu. in Venezuela. Yeah, that's... Oh, Netanyahu. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's back. He's our buddy. Yep, he's mm-hmm. back. I told you I ran into him once down in Palm Beach, didn't I? <laughs> no. no. Oh, I am not kidding you. We're at the place called... Uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, Aliana? What was it called, Andy? That one Italian place we used to go to? Oh, no. It was... He started with an A. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. But in any case, I walk in there, and there's this hubbub going on. It's usually a nice, quiet Italian place, right? Yeah. And I look over, and there's a table about the size of this one, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably, what, about 10 feet long and about 4 feet wide Pretty or something long. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and there are people standing every square inch, shoulder to shoulder, around the whole well, table. Yeah. It's like a collapse like, table. What's that all about? No, they're facing out, not looking in. Oh. So those are just the bodyguards? They, mm. Like 20 bodyguards this guy had. I'm like, oh, so was he God. on the table then? No, he was eating dinner. <laughs> he was eating dinner. I think he had two people with him to eat dinner, but, yeah, they weren't going to let anybody near him. Not a chance. Can you imagine having to live like that? I would oh, hate it. 30 bodyguards everywhere you go? Yeah, I would not no. care for that. I only need a couple. So. <laughs> two is enough for you. Yeah. Well, you can handle yourself anyway. Well, right. that's it. You know, I'm I mean, packing. If, uh, if need be... No, I don't, like I said, Mike, I, I do understand what you're saying, that you know nobody should be above the law. But to, for people to go on, I've decided my two least favorite people right now are probably that, what's that Gates guy's name? Was it Sam oh, Gates? Ma- Matt Gates, the, the representative Gates? from Florida. Oh, Ma- yeah, Matt Gates. Is it Matt yeah. Gates? Mm-hmm. He and Adam Schiff should, like, arm wrestle. <laughs> Who's the biggest prick of them all? God, those two are annoying. I just, could you just serve yeah, the people? Yeah, only, but only one of them's a pedophile. Is one of them a pedophile? As far well, as we Matt know. Matt Gates, yeah. Oh, is it, yeah. I thought that was, I don't know, it was a ped- I thought it was a young woman. I didn't know it was a pedo- yeah, pedophile. Well, she deal. was 17. I mean. Oh, you know, I thought she was older than that. So it could be worse, in other words. It could be worse. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, these people are disgusting. Yeah. They don't serve the people. I, the, who in government do you like? Have you got anybody? Katie Porter. Katie Porter. Running for the Senate in California. 
Yeah. She's in the house now. What's she all about? She's all about um, bringing large corporations to heal. That would yeah, be good. good luck. I would like yeah, good luck to you. But <laughs> yeah, I like right? to tell I her like when she it. got into the wrong industry. Mm-hmm. She's trying to do yeah, that. but yeah. when when you know when she's on a committee where they have testimony sometimes from you know large corporation leaders, right? And she just eviscerates them. Good. Yeah. Glad mm-hmm. to hear it. She'll it say, well, 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 how much money do you think your average employee makes? Well, I'd, I'd have to a, check. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. yeah, but as soon as she gets into office and that <coughs> bag with a dollar sign on it, it drops on her desk. Uh, yep. she's, she's been in the house for quite a while, and she hasn't done it yet. So, well, but I'm not saying she's the most pleasant person in the world. That's fine. I mean, you know, she Serve might Serve the people. Yeah, she's serving the people. That's yeah. what she's doing. Yeah, electing people because they have good charisma is always a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not worked well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's like overweight, you know, and she's and that's why she'll never be president because she's, you know, women have to be somewhat attractive to be president. That's true. They, they would no, have to be to no, be president. That's true. We haven't had an overweight president since probably Taft. What? You had a look at well, Trump I mean, lately? Yeah, Trump wasn't the I mean, most overweight fit. relative yeah, to the Trump, rest Trump of the population. Trump was big, but he wasn't huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Big, he well, wasn't, he wasn't the, enormous. the thing with Trump was, you know, and is, is that he always exaggerated how tall he was. By three yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah, right. By a lot. So in the BMI, he looked normal. Well, I got that picture of me standing right next to him. We're the same height. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am not 6'4". <laughs> okay, so... Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. (laughs) (laughs) We better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, right? you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. So oh, one yeah. thing kind of uh, is the opposite of what you're saying is uh, uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter in Arkansas. What's her Sarah. name? Sarah. She's yeah. got elected governor. Yeah, she did, yeah. yeah. She's very young, too. I think she's under 40. Did you hear what the first thing she did was? I did. Oh, yeah. I can't she, You can't say Latinx or Latinx. whatever. Latinx. She got rid of the word yeah. Latinx. <laughs> Really? I mean, this that's, is so we have laws now. That's what I'm saying. Telling us what words we can use. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You can't call someone Latinx and you can't discriminate against them because of their dreadlocks. That's right. That's, that's right. Nope. Nope. Tevin. I'm, just, I'm growing dreadlocks you out. You should <laughs> dreadlocks. <laughs> We're starting. Uh, tip for people who like good humor. Uh, Neil, um, what the hell is that? He, he was on. Uh, Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. That's exactly who it is. Very good. He was on I used to the run Dave Chappelle. Club. Yep. <laughs> Dave Chappelle show. 
Brilliant writer. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's got a stand-up special right now that is fantastic. Really? It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He's got one line, and he goes, okay, ladies and gentlemen, understand something. I am a liberal. I just want to tell you that before I even tell a story that I'm liberal, so you need to know that. But here's my impression of how it goes. Guy walks up to a crowd of people and goes, hi, I'm a Republican. They go, oh, yeah, come on over and have a drink. And remember, I'm a liberal. Don't forget that. But a liberal walks up to a group of liberals and goes, hi, I'm a liberal. And they go, I guess we'll see. <laughs> see now that's a br- that's good comedy right there and and to the root of it is the suggestion that liberals live and die by the socratic method so yes. therefore 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 they're they're obviously superior in every way i don't think there's any question is there because they hate authority just like we do and that's but they why are liberals, the authority that's because the i problem. hate authority that's the problem though is they think they're the authority they can tell you well, the Crown Act, and they can tell you yeah. this other. It's like, Jesus, would well, you back off for In politics, sake? everybody's the authority. You are right about that. So where would I find this, and which of the 58 platforms would I find <laughs> You mean the streaming services? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to be a bitch. It's, it's called, God, I can't, I can't even remember the name of the Neil Brennan's, it's a one-word title. Hmm. And I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I would assume it's on Netflix. Most that's, comedy yeah. specials yeah. Yeah, that's making true. money are going to be on Netflix. I think that's where it is. Andy's looking it up right now. Is it unacceptable? It's, it's one it's word. It's a one-man show, uh, August 2021. No, this one's brand new. It's like 2022, 2023. It's, it's Neil like, Brennan Blocks. Blocks. That's exactly Blocks. what it is. Yep, that's that's it. It's, it was a Netflix special, yes. Yes, it was mm-hmm. Netflix. But watch it. It's He is a very, very funny man. I think you're a little taller than he is, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. He's my kind of guy. Got the same body type. Yeah, Neil Brown's very wiry. He's very wiry. Very wiry. The internet I, says he's 5'11". He's 5'11"? Yeah, he's, 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 like, not tall, but he's... a like taller, taller. He's wiry. Yeah, but he's like a lanky. Well, I call him like lanky. Here's a picture wiry. of him with Dave Chappelle, and they're the same height. So I didn't know. I thought. See, I always thought Chappelle, Chappelle was like six two, six three. Mm, apparently not. I guess mm. not. I thought he was a lot taller than well, that. It's hard to tell in that haze of cigarette smoke. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Neil Brennan is very thin. Yes, he's very, thin. very thin. No doubt about that. But yeah, it's a very, very funny special because he makes fun of himself. Remember back in the day, you could make fun of yourself, and that'd be fun. Well, not yeah, a lot very fun anymore. I, I don't know any other method, you know. Are we ever going to get comedy back? I mean, there. Oh God, I hope so. A, I do too. It'll because be right now, the world terrible. needs more. Vinny Favorito, if you remember him, yeah. Bobby yeah. Slayton. I love Bobby. Bobby Slayton. Slayton. Yeah, he's. You now there's a guy. He he does. He touches most of the bases, you know. He does. And and he doesn't have any great perspective politically at all. No, he doesn't. But he's in every commercial that's on TV <laughs> yes, now. For yeah, I noticed that. God, he's in a lot. He of does Skechers, I think, doesn't he? Radio? He does Skechers, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a commercial, and I don't even know how long. So yeah, streaming services, you don't see a lot of commercials. Yeah. But well, comedy is just the Burger King one. Yes, oh, there you go. Comedy is one of the many victims of the pandemic because yeah, the, the massive. Com- I don't have to tell Evan that you know that everything changed, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's uh, the, a lot of the comedy clubs closed for a year or two or or you could watch it watch a uh, watch an act but you'd have to you'd have to see it you know uh, you'd have to see it digitally and um it's the one thing that i that i know for sure about 
America today versus America in, uh, say, 2019, uh, it's three words. Everything is worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really I, I'm is. sorry. I know that that kind of just reinforces the stereotype of me as a somewhat negative person. But <laughs> no. <laughs> but everywhere you go. There you, you go. exude positivity. Oh, that's not it. Except for Tom's world. Tom's happier yeah. than he's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. I there really am, man. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It made me so happy after 10 years of that. Yeah. Everybody just hating everyone anywhere around them. That got really old, man. I will tell you that. Yeah. And now everybody's very in a great mood. They're happy, and I'll piss them off. Maybe <laughs> me. What if, like, six months from now, everybody Wait, in the building is, over there at Hubbard's crab you might want to grab a mirror. Hold it up. What the hell's the problem here? I don't yeah. want to say anything. It might, but... might be you, Tommy. Right. <laughs> you might be the problem here, buddy. But, I, you know, what the hell? What are you going to do? Such is life. But I just, yeah, that whole thing about about comedy, I, I really do feel sorry for the men and women in comedy now because, man, you can't go after anybody for anything anymore. No. Mm-hmm. You can't. And then if you go the route of I'm going to try and make fun of everybody, well, now yeah. you're just an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. just no, that's right. Of everybody. No, like, that's there's exactly really no right. winning in well, comedy. There's also the, the thing like the Chappelle thing where he could have he could have done if he had something funny to say. Or incisive, he could have done something about transgender people, and it wouldn't have created any fuss. It's just the obsession with it that that's where that's where the problem comes in because people yes. are just first of all the guy obviously has some sort of thing going on which isn't healthy. But second, who who wants to pay money to hear him do the same thing over yeah, and over? No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I, I I that's one thing about human beings I've never liked. Yeah. Let's say I mean. Tevin's here today, good, good timing. So black people are treated like dirt for 400 years. So let's find other groups to treat like dirt. Not black people, I'm talking about white people, Mm. particularly corporate America. They've always got to have somebody to hate. Have you ever noticed that? Everybody does. Why? I mean, look what happened for 400 years, and you learned nothing? Well, see, that's that's why I just focus on hating myself. No, exactly. (laughs) You do the inside job, you know. But I, I've never understood. It was a horrible thing then. It's a horrible thing now. What made it better? Find me a nation in the Earth's history that doesn't right. define itself on hating something. You mm-hmm. are absolutely yeah. right or about that. Or a politician. Or, <laughs> or a politician. No, I don't know. The whole thing just, it, this is, can we all maybe someday learn to live together? You're young enough. What do you think, Devin? I mean, probably not. Not going <laughs> to happen, is probably it? Probably not, just because there's... M- you can get you know hundreds of thousands of people that all hate yes, like one person together it's more than amazing. you can. You're like, hey, do you like so and so? And be like, yeah, but they're not out. Like they don't want to talk about that because it's more fun, I guess, to talk about how much you hate. And certain, politicians, certain politicians, you know, have, have learned. And one of them was president. Have learned that hate is so much more powerful than right. love. There's no doubt about it. Right. There's too you can make damn people... much money. Yeah, right. money's that's the root right. of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Once you to get along, we all get along. But if you yep. if you hate these people, all of a sudden you become popular. Yeah, right. And you create this hate. It's like, no, this guy, you know, Andy sucks. We all got to hate Andy, and yeah. then I get all the donations coming by. Yeah. That's yeah. pathetic. Right, and especially in like politics, because you can say whether it's <coughs> Trump or Biden, you're like, okay, well, we all hate Trump or Biden. He's making my life terrible. Well, now if you vote for me, we can get him out of here, and right. your life will be right. better. And really, it's all just going to stay the same because then we'll find a new person to hate and mm-hmm. start the cycle over again. Yeah. But the thing that amazes me about the whole thing is break it down. Where does it come from? Hatred comes from fear. 
So basically, sure. if you hate anybody, you're proving mm-hmm. to the world what a coward you are. You're fearful. You're filled with fear. Therefore, you got to go outward and point the finger at somebody else. I mean, it's disgusting that, to hate anybody. But keep this in mind because, you know, I'm certainly a neurotic. No. no. I, but I believe you're a neurotic, too. Oh, uh, I, you might have to have pretty solid beliefs there. What's at the root of neuroses? Uh, a horseshit father. <laughs> Often, it was yeah. just okay. a guess. Other than that. But fear is at the root of it. Anxiety. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Well, so because of the way you've down, been treated. Yeah, it breaks down the question of just what you're afraid of. I mean, I, I can say openly, and it's not going you know, to cause me to tear up or anything the rest of it. I cannot remember one time in my life when my father was nice to me. Not once. Yeah. Now that's, yes, you're going to have some fear of, of men until you get bigger than all of them, and that's, that's <laughs> much better, which I really like. And then you just become afraid of yourself. And then you become, well, <laughs> believe me, there are times I, I am I'm afraid sorry. of myself. I mean, it's it too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You're yeah, right that mirror that. comes out again, Tom. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> but, but see, I wish people would understand all of the things you're doing are fear-based. You're afraid of everything and everyone, yeah. and everybody has to know when you're safe in your house at your com- computer, I hate this son of a bitch. Oh, I'm going to type it up how much I did. Because you're safe, you coward. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. People behind a keyboard. Oh. Ridiculous. A lot of keyboard warriors out there. You're just admitting how fearful you are by showing hatred toward anyone. See, I don't. I grew up like in the golden age of social media, and yet yeah. I never participated in it. I wonder why that is. I hate it. I can't. Do I it. never had any attraction to it. Jeez, I'm thinking about adopting you. <laughs> <laughs> Two people left who don't use social media. Dad and. Andy. Yeah. Well, I I told you. I mean, I I like I, I like the idea of Twitter, but my kids just said, "Nope, you can't do it." And when your kids tell you you can't do something, generally speaking, you just do what they say. I once in a while get reminded of social media because it's been over ten years since I've even been on it. But then the years before that. Mm. It was always hilarious, Tom, because I could always tell what was going on in social media because you'd always type in, 2000 Southeast Elm Street, I'll see you outside in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Come on over, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get past that? Or as Jerry said, it is all about the money. Damn right it is. Mm -hmm. So you can admit that you're a coward and fearful of everything as long as you get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Right. I I think it goes far beyond money. Um, uh, Do you really? I think money is part of it. The people who stoke it, very often what's stimulating them is money. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But but the people who are feeling it inside them. Oh, I agree with that. I I don't think so. I I mean, I think it's something deep in the DNA. Mm -hmm. No, I think if you truly are fearful, that's different. I don't think if you're really fearful that you will show hatred for other people. Yeah. No, if you're afraid of someone, you don't antagonize them. That doesn't make any sense. I think basically the the reason for it is that we're in the... uh, we're nearing the end of civilization. We really I'm sorry. Are. I know, Mike. You and I talk about it, but you're right. It's just not working. No, it's not. Well, yeah, most of them aren't. But we had a good run. Decent. And we had 10,000 years to enjoy it. Well, you know what's amazing about that, Mike, is I sit at this table, and I can tell you that I, when Andy will tell you when I called him this morning, I was all excited because the three of you were going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I actually get excited. I mean, not Devin. No, but I was going to say, he meant the three of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, Devin, but, you know, but. after being gone for so long, after we, you know, we haven't done one in a while, yeah. one of these shows, I, I actually showed up like at, at 9.45. Holy I was Anna. so excited to be here. Ready for you, man. But no, I love my wife. I love my children, my grandchildren. Unbelievable. I have great friends. I have great coworkers. Why don't people want to focus on that? Right. That's that's my thing. It's like exactly. I have enough. I have enough stuff in my life to worry about. Yeah. I don't have time to be hating somebody else that, really, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't have effect over my day to day life. I just love that whole deal. Is that you? I was talking to Andy about the, uh, about the, uh, the uh, weather conditions. I can't remember. No, I don't think I was talking. Well, we I, have I discussed talking, the weather before. I was talking to somebody about the weather this morning. <laughs> what I love is, and it's every time. Yeah, we're going to have some problems. There's got a lot of rain falling right now with, you know, climate change that's going to happen. Then it doesn't rain for about a month. You know, with climate change, it's not going to rain for <laughs> Everything's about climate change. Well, the you weather has to be couple. exciting because and, everything has to be, like, right. exciting, and you got to get that dopamine hit, and even the weather. And technically, the climate changes every day. Like, when it goes from <laughs> raining to sunny, <laughs> that does. is climate change. Mm-hmm. Like we're, and here's well. a tip. How about everybody in the Eastern Hemisphere not have 25 children? How about that? Yeah, that, that would help. That would help a lot, yes. don't you think? I, I, I replaced myself. Catherine replaced herself. Andy took my spot. Alex took Catherine's spot. Mm-hmm. No further damage. Technically, you've got to do, on average, like 2.2, I think. 2.2. Because there's always it? a chance that one of your kids dies before having kids. Oh. oh, Andy would say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm using I'm a downer. Yeah, right. see, you know, both of you on the same side of the table. This is my brother Andy. <laughs> I just like to point something out. If you look at where I'm sitting, the two guy, crabby guys are both on the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a very solipsistic <laughs> observation. <Tom. laughs> solipsistic, I like that. Yeah. That works for me. I think but, that, but, that's the third uh, law of general relativity. So whatever's on my left right. is bad. <laughs> exactly, yes. If I turn around, it becomes good. Well, remember, back, you know, we're old enough to remember the days when it was all about zero population growth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, wow. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking he about, too. He wrote a too. book about it. Yeah. ZPG. ZPG. What the yeah. hell was his name again? Let's see yeah, here. Zero population growth. And maybe, you know... But we can't go back to that. No. Because oh, God, now no. we're not producing enough Kingsley workers. Davis? Who is it? Kingsley Davis coined the term, apparently. Oh, okay. I but it was also used book. by a George Stolnitz, James Mirrelees, all sorts of people. Kevin Bittman. Paul <laughs> Ehrlich. Paul Ehrlich, oh, yes, that's yes, who I want to yep. talk about. There you go. That was Paul Ehrlich. Very yeah. good, Andy. Paul Ehrlich's still around. He is? He's 90. I was going to say, he must be almost 100 years old. Oh, yeah, old. he wrote the population bomb. Population there you bomb. Go. It's sort of there. ironic that he's 90 and still alive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> really? population Stop bomb. increasing our population, Paul. Be, be a leader, Paul. Right. Show us the way. Yeah, you could die. If you had any decency, you'd be dead. Oh, when I was a kid, I remember it was always, everyone was talking about China's one-child policy, mm-hmm. which right. I think they got rid of a while ago, right? Yeah, they did. Quite they did, a while, yeah. but yeah, everyone was... Well, because China was just exploding in population, so they did that. And yeah. now the problem is they've got a million old people and very few young people because people stopped having yeah. kids. There's nobody to do the work anymore. And so the, pro- it's like, the problem we have in this country is we've got all these old people, not really that old even, people in their 50s going down to, to that, who have retired during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, the a pandemic lot. took a lot of people out. Yeah. I have not retired, but I think he just called me old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's 
Is it true that in some states in the United States of America, retirement, I mean, not retirement benefits, but unemployment benefits can add up to a hundred grand tax free? Oof. Where's states? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to move? Looks are you? like my last day at Walzer is today. <laughs> God. Well, that would be Why over, was... over how long period? I don't know how long you would have that, but even if you had it for one year, make a hundred G's uh, do well, nothing. Especially if you had it for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Get me out of here. No taxes. Let's see. Highest. I got it here. Andy's got her dial. Well, we are. Minnesota's we, number three. So what a shock shocker! Seven forty right? a week. Seven forty a week. Apparently. But that's for how long? That's, right that's, that's the, the thing. It's you, some states you can only do it for so long. Some states you have to prove that you are looking for work in order to right. even get mm-hmm. the unemployment. That's how it used to be. One time I was on unemployment, I had to prove that I was unemployed. Yep. Right. You have to go to like classes and. <clears throat> Submit, like, here's my resume that I've been sending out and all that type of stuff. Yeah, there you go. The highest is, unsurprisingly, Massachusetts if you have dependents. You can get up to $1,200 a week. $1,200 a week. $1,200 a week on unemployment in Massachusetts. Lowest, I think we can all guess. Mississippi. Yep. Now, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi's nice. number one. Louisiana's number five. <laughs> so there Florida you go. actually is tied number five. Always oh, it really at two seventy five well, a week. Well, in Florida, the you know, the minimum wage is like eight. No, it's like 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 five eighty or something. It is probably right. Yeah, well, they don't have a state tax though. Oh, that's true. So no. it's in effect. It's still the same. It's still about well, eight and a half bucks an hour. When I was working in Florida, you know, doing that that TV show for Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. We had we Nickelodeon. had also, what show. Um, it was it was a show called uh, What Would You Do? Oh yeah, yeah you would. That's you're in that. Absolutely, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Mark, Mark Summers, mm-hmm. <coughs> totally Son of a bitch. He was the host. <laughs> you like Mark a lot. He's a nasty guy. Nobody liked him. But, really? But, Did you write the theme song? What 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 would you do? What what, what yes. would you do? Well, I and I did uh, working on the show. Uh, I was kind of a, a jack of all trades, you might say, not not wanting to run any of those two words together. And um, the, the fact is that, that, so I got to do a little bit of everything, but we had interns on the show. Like, like you know, every, you could get tired, you could get hired as an intern because you didn't have to pay them. That's, because people yep. were so desperate, yep. you know, to try to get into that particular mm-hmm. industry. And the interns, like, uh, they, they knew nothing. So I wound up having to do a lot of the stuff, and uh, and uh, we had and the great thing was we worked at Universal Studios, and so you had all these interns who like it was like one of these like what and get out of show business jokes. Yeah, right. So the the interns these are like college students or just recent graduates. They would and and we were there in the in uh, you remember this we were there in the middle of summer. So it was 97 every day. Now probably, mm, I, don't, oh yeah. I hate to get into the global warming thing, but now it would be 102 every day. So things have changed a little. But either way, they were unbearable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you'd go outside. Well, it's 97, and, but it's also 97% humidity. Right. Yeah. So humidity it's like, horrible. yeah. Oh, you'd, you'd, go, you'd go outside in the middle of the day, and, and literally the, the hot air would just suck the oxygen from yeah, your lungs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these poor guys, the interns, they were the ones who had to put on the cartoon costumes. Oh, God, and yeah. Walk I cannot even imagine. Nope. Oh, God. And so we had, we had a, in, in our little office there, in, in, in this, right on the grounds, we, we, uh, we had a, a squawk box. And you'd hear, you know, you'd, you'd hear various messages all day. But invariably, about two or three in the afternoon, 
you'd hear you'd hear something like Bullwinkle's down. <laughs> and you'd look Heat out the window. You'd right. look yeah, and you'd look out the window and there'd be a guy who's who was in a, in the bull, in in the Bullwinkle costume, of course with the head part down. Oh sure. And he'd he'd be on a gurney and they'd be taking oh, taking him into the co- Poor Bullwinkle. Yeah, and they'd be taking him into the, you know, the emergency tent, like the blue tent in football. God. Yeah, and and you know, 10 minutes later he had the IV in him and yeah, that was that was so a lot of jobs in Florida we discovered are not that great. Oh, I could understand that. Yeah, yeah. well, you you know better than I. Brutal. Do. Yeah, it's not, it's not a great place to be an employee. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Only time I ever worked in Florida was when I worked at WAPE in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. WAPE, the yeah. big ape. That was a nice place air where, condition. That was, now, I remember you telling the story many years ago about the, about the, uh, the big contest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you should tell that story. I'm at WAPE, the big ape in Jacksonville, Florida, and we're giving away an entire house <laughs> on a lot, completely furnished, Everything. I mean, there are groceries in the refrigerator. Everything. Jeez. You win everything. And you walk right into this house. You can go to the refrigerator, get a beer, do whatever, because it's already stocked, right? What's the catch? Uh, there was no... Well, here was the catch. <laughs> but was the, the catch was not on the radio side. So we're there. It's live on the air. We pull the winner's name. We read the winner's name. The guy walks up. He's wearing this beautiful suit, this really sharp tie, just very, very well-dressed. And, and all your go. listeners were basically impoverished, right? Oh, yes, I mean, in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of poor people in Jacksonville. 
So all of a sudden, they're, oh, my God, oh, you got to be so excited. And he goes, well, yes, I'm, I don't sound very excited, I know, but I'm just kind of mulling something over. I was wondering, do you think it would be all right if I didn't accept this prize until next calendar year because uh, the taxes on it might be a bit too much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. He, honest to God. Oh, my God. Uh, the guy who won it did not need the house or anything right. in it. Oh. And it was like, everybody's like, oh, son of a oh, bitch. Yeah. We were hoping some poor guy, you know, some guy that lives right. on the St. John's River in the, mm-hmm. in the woods or something. Yeah. Now, some rich guy won right. the whole thing. Uh, if I were that guy, I'd be very afraid to show my face around yeah. there. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Winning this house is really inconvenient. For I know. It's really yeah, inconvenient right? for me. Yes. Yeah. It was inconvenient for me he to win this house to right now. He needed to defer to the next fiscal quarter. Yes, he had to. He wow. Had to, he had to get it done. There's no question about it. Uh, it just, that was quite the place to, to live and work, I tell you, Jacksonville, Florida. You had to know where to go. Mm-hmm. There's an island. I think there are four bridges that go out to their different colors. I think there are four, maybe even five bridges, but I think it's four that go out to the main island of Jacksonville, Florida, right? And the great thing about it is um, the movie that was out there is 1977. So I think the movie was Shaft in Africa. It wasn't Shaft. I think that came out earlier, but it was called Shaft in Africa. You remember the character? It was a detective, a black John detective. Shaft. Yeah. John Shaft. Damn right. Yeah. The greatest exactly. thing, so I go over there. I don't know. It's my first night in Jacksonville, Florida. So I drive over the uh, bridge, and I hop out, and I go in and watch the movie and just kind of, you know, kicking back, taking it easy. So I'm walking out, and as I'm walking out, these guys, people are all looking at me like, what the hell? And like, whatever. And this guy walks up to me. And at that point, I realized I'm the only white person on the island. I mean, on the whole island. I'm the only. Because apparently, once night comes, honkies hit the road. This is our <laughs> island for the rest of the day. That's just how it is. So the guy walks up and he goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I say, what's that? And he goes, where are you from? <laughs> and we're leaving. <laughs> he goes, man. Either you're not from here or you're really brave. So <laughs> well, thanks for the heads up, pal. He was very friendly, yeah. actually, but he was just amazed at a white guy be on the island at night. It was hilarious. I remember, I remember going to see Shaft at the uh, Parkway. Oh, yeah, I love the Parkway. Parkway, great. And uh, it's like the same kind of thing. You know, my friend and I walked in and eventually we realized that we were the only two white guys in there there might have been a few Love others it. but it was most mostly not a white thing at right. that time and i and loved the movie by the way it was a great movie but we, we felt a little uncomfortable and then like about an hour in i find myself saying look out shaft <laughs> <laughs> well that does happen by the way you assimilate very quickly yes yep. people get very urban <laughs> have yes, you ever yes. heard uh ralphie may's bit about I watching a black, black movie in a black theater. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's one of the funniest it comedy is. bits I've ever heard in my he life. He died, didn't he? He did, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sorry to hear that. Yep. What was the name of the young black woman that was in here, Andy? And she kept dropping the big N on the air. I'm like, Jesus. God, what was her name again? It wasn't Miss Pat. I was going to say it was no, Miss Pat. Miss Pat. No, she's a very, very pretty young, young black woman. She was probably maybe 30. Might not have been that old. Oh, she was the one that, that was talking about, the, what's the name of the uh, the character in Lord of the Rings that drops the ring into the canyon? Oh, yeah. Frodo? The Frodo. Guy? Oh. 
Frodo's his name, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I need to see Lord of the Rings again. It's been like 20 years. So she's sitting where you are. Mm-hmm. She goes, Tommy, I got to tell you something. I went to this movie that's Lord of the Rings, and I'm watching it, and this Frodo character, all of a sudden, he just drops a ring into the canyon. And I had to do it, Tommy. I had to do it. I yelled out, Big N, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Only she didn't say Big N. No, even I, on yeah, this that. show, yeah. she dropped the Big N on the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> do your job. <laughs> See, I love that. It reminds me of my youth. That's all I have to say. Whenever we watch movies as a family, we're always talking during them. It's because of me, isn't it? That's how the, I grew up. I, I feel like yeah, every maybe it's just black people, but I like at home I'll talk during movies. Yeah. But it's yeah, not no, we're like, never but silent during in movies. Person, I'm like oh yeah, I would never, out of respect to everybody else in the theater. No, in a theater, have, oh, no, not have theater, this no. commentary. Although one of my favorites of all time, whether it was at the Empress or the Broadway or you know the Terrace, wherever it was, I love the scary scenes and they're gonna go into the haunted house. And somebody always yelled out, don't go in there, girl. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love that stuff. It makes me pine for the old days, man. There there was a a movie called Sinister. And it was a scary movie, whatever. I was watching it in college, and the theater was packed, and me and my friends had to sit in the very front row. Oh, God. And I have a friend named Juju that is not great during scary movies. And (laughs) there... There was a scene in, like, the mask guy, whatever, like, quick flashes on screen, and he just stands up in the middle of his pack, and like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, sit down. <laughs> You're in the front row. Fight or flight <laughs> reflex. What are you doing? <laughs> I just love that. Oh, is it? Well, <sighs> Timmy Lammer's favorite story that I've told, and I told this story years ago. <laughs> We're going to see The Mummy at the Empress Theater in North Minneapolis. The, the I don't know, the mummy was from 1945 or 40 Is it that old? The original mummy was, was very old. Let's see here. What does it say? 1932. 32. Jeez, so there you go. Yeah, the Karloff one? Yeah. Yeah, so this movie was shown in well. a triple feature at the... Because uh, they always did triple features back in those days. Because was, was movies were shorter back then. The mummy was only 73 minutes. God, don't you, wouldn't it be great for the good old days? Yeah. I just love <laughs> one hour and 13 minute movies. You mean you're not sitting through the three and a half hour Avatar movie? Yep. I can't do it. I just, I want to see Fablemans. I'd love to see it, but it's like three hours long, isn't it? Yeah. That movie looks really good. It's, uh, it's, uh, Steven Spielberg. It's about his youth, apparently. It's supposed to be really, really oh, good. Oh, I've heard that's really wonderful. That's, that's what I've heard, but I, I just, I don't know. Well, but anyway, so we go see The Mummy. And Timmy Lammers heard me tell the story in there, and he laughs every time it comes up because you got the mummy coming after a guy, and the guy's running away from him. And I never did figure out how this was, but the mummy eventually catches the guy. And if you remember, he's dragging one foot the whole time. Right. He never walked. He's always dragging that right foot. And the mummy grabs him and tackles him to the ground, and the guy in the back goes, how you can't outrun a mummy? <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's when movies were fun to go. Yep. Well, Wasn't I mean, that a ball? Doesn't do the mummies have a curse or something? That's what I understand. Yeah. I've never seen any mummy centric. Mummy's curse. Well, no, yeah. I saw yeah. the 1999 mummy. I think, but it was that was very different. He had like magic powers and. Mummy did? Oh, yeah. He could, like, summon scarabs to eat you, all that sort of stuff. Oh, really? Wow. Very different from the 1930-whatever movie. 
Boris Karloff. Well, yeah, I think he could curse you. And then you think Karloff was getting laid a lot in those days? Probably. He cut a fine he figure. He was a movie star, right? He was a movie star, a big movie star. Yeah. Now, Lugosi, I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. He was a heroin addict. Was he? Now, people don't realize that Bella Lugosi was a right. heroin addict. That, yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, heroin was like a new thing back then. It was, yeah. Yeah, he didn't live much longer after he became a heroin addict. I'll tell you that. No, he Mick Jagger could do it for for decades, yeah. but your average person probably not. He's, he's probably a lot cleaner than the average person's heroin. I would think so. Yeah, that'd be my guess. He doesn't anyway. need that black tar stuff, you know. Oh God, mm. can you even imagine. I, I I never even had any desire to even look at heroin, much less do it. Oh doesn't God, doesn't seem like no. a good idea. I when I was thirteen, I found my brother's gear. Oh, you did, and yeah. it was just. Mm. Uh, you know, it just, I can, I could probably tell you almost every detail. It was so shattering just to I see suppose, it. I suppose, yeah. I suppose that's true. We yeah. have Joe on the phone. Jose Cuervo? No tequila. No mas. No mas. No What's mas. happening, Pally? I was listening to you guys talking about the uh, unemployment stuff. And ironically, Kentucky just changed your unemployment laws what you were talking about. Uh, we'll go from 24 weeks to 12 weeks. Mm. And they used to have it where you had to find one job a week. Right. Now they're at four. Oh, you so have you to have find to... four job appointments. Well, you have to have like applications, gotta... I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's we the gig don't... economy. Yeah, they have four prospects, basically. You fill out the application... And you follow it up on the application. Oh, and wow. they actually, if you're doing it online on the computer, they actually have a section where they ask you if you are doing, are you looking for a job? Um, when I was at Ford, we'd have to, we'd be laid off, and they'd have to go online to to do the um, online unemployment and. They'd get to that point and they'd ask you, and you have to say no. Then, well, why not? Because I'm on layoff. And you do that too many times, and they're gonna, they'll send you out a notice saying, "Well, you're not qualified anymore." Ooh. So I have a question for you: How are you supposed to get by if you can't find a job and you you can't get unemployment? You know, we just donate plasma. That's true. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. I guess. You but, get a man. bonus, you know, for your eighth. Uh... Eighth time. It's oh, like you a punch the card eighth, kind of thing. Yeah, it is. The eighth yeah. pint. You finally Something get Something like that, bonus. yeah. Yeah, that's got to be. I've only been on unemployment once in my life, and I didn't really care for it too much sitting around. I didn't, I didn't really like being on unemployment too much. But, yeah, I don't know how you'd. So so how do they expect people to make that in Kentucky? Because it doesn't sound like you're going to get by too well to me. Get a job. Are there jobs to get? Oh, God, yeah. There's tons jobs of jobs right now. All right, yeah. well, then you're right. That's get a job. Good. The question really isn't whether there are jobs. The question is whether you can live off the money. Really? Because, you know, I mean, the big box stores, now, you know, they, they're, they celebrate the fact and they want everyone to know they're paying, you know, like $14, $15 an hour. Well, add it up. Can, can you make it? Can you support a family of four or even yourself on that? It pro, I mean, today, especially oh, with God. inflation, oh. you, you couldn't do it. Well, the tank of gas is one hundred and ten dollars, but other than that, yeah, I mean that's right. <laughs> we got to get you a new car then. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Kentucky just lowered their income tax to four and a half percent. Oh, they did. 
Yeah. So, uh, they're going to try and get it down to 4% in the next uh, six to eight months, something like that. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm, that, that's a really good thing, I guess. I just, man, that's. I would not care for trying to struggle to get by right now because no. everything is so incredibly expensive. My God, things are expensive. Yeah, I mean, sure are. I mean, mm-hmm. look at me, and I spend a hundred dollars a week at the grocery store. Hundred dollars? Oh yeah. yeah. Every time you go, it's a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Well, you got to get a mortgage to go to Cub Foods anymore. <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. Well, but, true. I mean, Gelfand only eats five hundred calories a day. Well, so yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, you know, probably like seventeen hundred calories a day. And I eat a lot of yeah. pasta and stuff. But, oh, I love pasta. But, you know, I, I get by well on 1,700 calories a day, but at a th- at 100 a week, it does add up. Yeah. There's a restaurant chain that's been offered $10 billion for a buyout. Mm-hmm. $10 billion for a restaurant chain. What's the restaurant chain? Mm. Sizzler. Hooters. Hooters, Sizzler. Good Subway. guess. Olive Garden. You are correct. Subway is wow. on the market for it. Ten billion dollars. Me, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but are they any good anymore? They're not right? as everywhere as they used to be. No, they're not. The quality has gone way down. That's what I heard. They're not yeah, very they good just, anymore. They just did a whole like revamp to their menu. Oh, did they? To, yeah. Oh, did they? Because it fixing it up. Because it, it's there. yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's been, it was the same thing since I was in like high school. Yeah. And so now they finally are like they're getting getting more like athletes to make their favorite sub and market mm-hmm. them and all oh, that. But the so ingredients they're... are just not as good as they used no. to. Oh, you mean like the what they claim to be tuna but it turns out isn't? Yeah. Or right. what they claim to be bread <laughs> and it's not even bread? Right. Is it chicken being a flipper. Is it tuna or chicken that's not tuna or chicken? It was tuna. Tuna, yeah. So it was tuna. Was not what was it? Uh, it was just sort of a carp. Any, just any, like white fish. Any kind of white fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, why is why is it hard to get tuna? It's expensive. I, They're probably too expensive. One yeah. of the lessons there is be very careful when you pick your spokesman. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Jared. <laughs> yeah, how's he oh, doing? Yeah. And it's just impressive. Is he in prison? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, Jared Fogel. Jared Fogel. What did he do again? Child, child porn oh, child distribution, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know, apparently, he's been doing me. it since he was in college or something, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was doing it for a long time. Sons to 15 years. How can you even understand for one second how you're sexually attracted to a child? How does that even happen? I know one thing, though. When you when you go into a subway, don't, because I've tried this, don't order, like, the, the ham with cheddar and turkey. Hold the porn. Hold the porn, <laughs> no, yeah. they are not, they don't think it's funny. Uh, they don't get it. Well, I mean, most of the uh, employees at this point would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, that's, yeah, that's true. true. They're yeah, all like 16 years old. Yeah. before. Yeah. But I'll tell you that the chain, the food chain that I hate the most right now is the one I used to love the most. And it's all because of a billionaire, greedy guy who lives in Omaha, Mr. Buffett. Oh, yeah. Buys the Dairy Queen yeah. chain and yeah, says, uh, you know, I just, it's not about the money. I just have so many warm memories. Of, of Dairy Queen oh, and Dairy what a Queen. treat it was as a kid. So he buys the place and then he starts closing it. I know, they're all closed now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What he did was he figured out, or his people figured out, that they could make more money selling the land yep, than absolutely. they could running the oh, business. Okay. Well, the one, on, the one on Snelling in St. Paul over where I used to live, that's gone. I'm sure that... That old one? I'm sure that point oh, five. 
Oh, that was the walk-up one? The yep. one by O'Gara's? It's gone. See, oh, the, man, I love that oh, thing. And yeah. the walk-up ones, yeah. they're the ones who most of them will survive because most of them are just like that one. They're like in the edge of a parking lot. Yeah, and so right. you can't really right. sell the land for anything. No, no, that's downtown right. St. Paul, I bet that tiny parcel of land probably went for $200,000. Yeah, well, that's you know that's why they closed all the ones, most of the ones in Edina, like 50th in France. Yeah, mm-hmm. You think they could make that kind of money just selling blizzards? Yeah. Was there one in 50th in France? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Wasn't there yeah. one on Excelsior, too? There yes. was one, the yeah, one on 55, was, yeah. I think, is shut down, well, isn't it? The one yeah. on, uh, in Golden yeah. Valley is still open, Medicine Lake Road, right by Cinema Grove, Kitty, Kitty Corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a little yeah. walk-up one. That's been, I, I went there when I was a kid. There were three of them in St. Louis Park. There aren't any not anymore. I will the say, Tasty Freeze, is that still there? No, <laughs> the Tasty Freeze at 44th Street, you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that one closed. And there used That's to be... That's too, huh? See, there used to be a lot of Dairy Queen, just like White Castle, there were yeah. a lot of imitation ones right. because yes. because when when the guys who were chefs in the army during World War II they got their check when when you know when the war ended and when they went home again and a lot of them used it to start things like you know tasty freeze yeah they yeah. did that's true yeah is it true that Dairy Queen had like potato flour in it or something yeah I think so Was really some- the soft serve I think. Yeah, the soft serve had, like, potato flour in it or something. Weird. Interesting. Well, I, that would make sense for the blizzards because the blizzards, you know, the famous thing was they yeah, do it upside, upside down. down. Oh, right. You, how do you do that? You put some sort of binding agent in it. Boy, if people knew there was a vegetable in there, they would not like that. <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you trying to shove down my well, there's throat vegetable here? oil in the soft serve, so yeah. there's, there's, That's another, true. there's yeah. another vegetable right there. Yeah. It's a very healthy food, really. I always loved going to Dairy Queen. Oh, oh I love, when I was a kid, that was my favorite. Some of my earliest like memories involved Dairy Queen. Yep, it's true. It used to be 79 cents. Now it's $3.50 for the Dairy Queen and $8 for the gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's pretty much I grew true. up going to that Dairy Queen over by O'Gara's. Yeah. My grandparents lived over that oh, way. Oh, yeah. And now it's gone, Joe. Now it's gone. Yeah, now it's gone. It's. Uh, I looked it up. Actually, a couple weeks ago, I just like thought about it. Let me find out. It's something else now. I'll tell you what. I knew I'd been gone for a while when I first came home. With my Drove home with my niece when I had my C-Max. Uh, I didn't realize that Midway Mall was gone. I was kind of upset about that. Everything's gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You it know, is. one of the things I liked about the Dairy Queen the most when there was one accessible to me, you go in there, everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's worth three bucks right there. Right? I agree. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people to be happy. A little yeah, kindness, a, happiness. Up, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn Park now, and I'm not trying to pimp the place. I'll just say this is a little ice cream shop. Whatever. Uh, nicest people every time you go in there. It's only That's open wonderful. during the summer. They close during the winter. Wonderful. And every time you go in, it's usually young kids, too, and they're just as happy as can be and very, very friendly, a little locally owned place. God, that's what I'm looking for these days. I don't want to be around, I hate you, you hate me, I'm crabby. Shut the hell up. Oh, exactly. One, hey, of, one of the Dairy Queens that was near me at one time, mm-hmm. closed a couple of years ago, I think, uh, it wasn't especially well. One of the problems was the the guy who owned him. I don't think ever went there and saw what was oh, going on. Oh yeah, maybe. But the, the hardest thing of all about going there was trying. You know, there were there were usually were an, a number of, of kids like high school age, maybe, right? Uh, maybe late teens, uh, who who were working behind the counter. But to order something, you had to get one of them off the phone. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Not easy to do. That is true. The Dairy Queen is now a Red Savoy and a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Red Savoy's good. Red that's Savoy is true. really good. That's but yeah, great pizza. I'm sure they made tons of money off of that property. Yeah. So that's the one. That's now a pizza place. The 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 ice cream stand right there by Agueras. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Although Red Savoy is good. It yeah, is good pretty pizza, good, isn't it? And then hey, Tom. Yes, sir. I have a theory about why people won't look you in the eye when you see them and walk past them. Okay, I'm ready. They're afraid you're going to want to stop and talk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that might be it. Maybe they think I'm Pat Eberts. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. He will talk. I am not making this up. Whenever I see it's Pat Eberts, he's a sales, a sales guy at KQ, and we'll see. When, we'll probably end up working together again. Yeah. But... Every time I see his name, I look in and go, do I have an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, he just never stops Well, how do you talking. think I felt in the day when I was up all night because yeah. of my sleep disorder? Yeah, you know, when I was doing the morning show, and like 1 a.m. the phone would ring. It was Pat, and Pat, Pat would call because Pat, was, he was going home from work. You know, he is kind of a workaholic. Oh, he type. is a worker. He works very, very hard. There's but no he, he, was, he was driving home to St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. And he needed someone to keep him awake. Oh, that's exactly what it is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Your job is to keep me awake, though. Yeah. That's true. Most of the time, I, I put people to sleep. But with him, I kept <laughs> him awake. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> and we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. You know who else is like that, Tom? Uh, Todd Bridges. I love Todd Bridges. The greatest, super nice guy. Really Absolutely nice guy. Absolutely wonderful, amazing nice he guy. Is, yep. He calls me. I haven't talked to him for a while, but he would call me, and I'd see his number come up. But, well, I'm blocking off 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like, my God, would you shut up? <laughs> I used to have a friend. The only way I could get through the conversations with her, because well, it go on for an hour and a half and um you know i i didn't really want i didn't want to offend her let's put it that way okay and uh but she would talk and it really didn't just interest me a whole lot i i would it would cost me like maybe ten dollars for every phone call because i'd have to go online and play blackjack (laughs) (laughs) you have something to do yeah i could i understand that completely um okay we got uh, four people here and joe's on the phone and i want because uh, I don't know how this happened, so I want you to guess before I look it up. I'm looking at an X-ray of a man's upper body, and there's something stuck. What's that? It's not Doc, is it? No, it's not Doc. That's good. That's not Doc. But right next That's to his fast. heart, right next to his heart, is a there's something wedged in between his rib ribs and his rib cage. 
How it got there, I don't know. I will tell you they got it out successfully. He's a Ukrainian soldier. It's a hand grenade oh. in his rib cage. He swallowed it somehow. Wow. Swallowed it? How could you swallow a hand grenade? I feel like you could. They're probably like making them a lot smaller than they used to. They are smaller. The shrinkflation that's affecting the grenades, too. The shrinkflation Mm -hmm. there. I'm trying to find out. Talk amongst yourself. I'll try to figure out how the hell it got in his... He's in his late 20s. Are you sure it's not just embedded in his chest like a rocket-propelled grenade that didn't go off? It, it looks to me like it's sitting right between his ribs. He might have had the same doctor who uh, did my kidney stone procedure. <laughs> oh, here you go. According to the New York Post, the explosive was fired from a grenade launcher attached to an assault rifle during a battle in Bakhmut. There you go. A city in oh. Ukraine's eastern Donetsk uh, province, when the uh, CBC reports had been the site of intense grinding trench warfare. Uh, the most intense of the entire front line. So they shot. Yeah, it, it oh, went man. through his skin. Okay, into his how rib bad would that hurt? That better than blowing up. I understand <laughs> completely, right. but right. just. Oh, oh. <laughs> what, are, what are the odds of it not? Because I'm assuming not it's designed up? to like right. blow up yeah. on impact Generally or something. Either either time or impact. Like, like, yeah, what are the yeah. odds that he survived that? Well, but oh. this was yeah, Ukraine. I'm talking about Soviet black weaponry now. That's true. True. You know, you Grenade was probably a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, possible. God, that had to hurt like hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I think get so. smoked by it. Whew. So did it ricochet? Not went right into right in uh, through his skin. I mean, so what do you say about a guy like that? Ricochet and go inside of him. What do you say? Do you say he's really lucky or really unlucky? Yeah, which one is it? Well, I he's guess still alive. he's alive, so I'll, say go, I'll go lucky. Apparently, they did not specify how the grenade got into him, but I. It must have been a direct impact because other if it had ricocheted, it wouldn't have been going fast enough. No. Yeah. And when you go to a doctor and show up at the clinic with the grenade between your ribs, yeah. <laughs> you know the thing is, you don't you don't want to you don't want to feel obligated to tell them how it got there because next time they'll ask about the hamster. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where was the hamster? There was this Soviet soldier with a hamster sure. launcher. Yes, a hamster launcher. That's and exactly to, it. Why do they need to do an X-ray? Did he like not know yeah, what was well, in there? Like, yeah, I, mean, I have this probably, ache on my side. There's a growth that just happens to be here. It like, was a growth. You probably had to make sure it wasn't like you know inside a blood vessel yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you you need to pinpoint those things. Those yeah. things. Yeah, it's very important. The pins. Don't in. don't just rip the grenade out yeah. with your bare hands. Get the so, hell out of here. Joe, I have to ask you a question. How, how do you think feedback Frank would feel about Jeff Beck dying? I don't know. I haven't really talked to him about it. My dad was a drummer, so he's not much in the guitars. Yeah, but I mean, he was feedback Frank, though, so he set the tone, baby. <laughs> he ran the soundboard for a bar in Minneapolis in the 80s. He did indeed, mm-hmm. was it? And the bar was called... Duffy's. Duffy's, oh, baby. Duffy's. The Absolutely. home of the $2.89 steak. Yeah, it's a very specific after, uh, price. The drinking age went up to 21. It became Norma Jean's. That's right. Oh, yeah. A few, later, a few years later, Mr. Pibbs burned down. Oh, God, I remember Mr. Pibbs. Sure. Jesus. Those were the days. But we were sitting in studio. Joe called in. And who was it on the show <laughs> that started talking about feedback, Frank, not knowing that was, that was your dad? It was Doug. Oh, it was Doug Sprinthal? It was Doug and his buddy from Soul Asylum. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Soul Asylum. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah. Brother or something. 
That's exactly what it was. Yep. Talking about feedback, Frank, and it's Joe's dad. Wow. <laughs> How cool is that? Wow. Dougie was uh, <coughs> pretty upset about Jeff back then. It's one of oh, yeah, heroes. I talked to him last night. Yep. Mm. I talked to him last night, and he said that he just, he would, well, Jeff Beck was one hell of a guitar player. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. He's only, what's like 77, 78 years Something old? Something like that, that, yeah. Wasn't very old, I know that. Although back in the old days, you go, oh, well, he was 78. Right. Know? I was just exactly. thinking that. Yeah, exactly, it's, yeah. It's not anymore, man. People nope. live into 100 years old now all the time. I don't know. He, Except uh, for my best pals. <clears throat> mine, too. Yeah. I told you, out of the 22 guys I hung out with in my childhood, there are four of us left. Wow. That's it. Wow. Uh, I just lost Bobby Bargini. I know, Bobby. for 50 years, guy. 71. Bobby's a great guy. What a nice man. Hell of an athlete, too. I used to play softball a lot with Bobby. Yeah. Just a great guy. Well, it was, you know, you could argue it was high school football that uh, eventually did him in. That did it really? Well, he had surgery, you know, for a knee replacement. Oh, yeah. Oh, which, yeah, that's which, right. You told me about I, that. I know a lot of people have knee replacements. It goes pretty well. But he had a knee replacement in, like, five Days later, he was dead. Really? Wow. Yeah. Why? Things can go wrong. Yes, they can. God. Well, I would. I think I. I kind of narrowed it down to two things, and one could have been a blood clot. Blood clot's going to be yeah. the number one. Oh, yeah. that's true. But it also could have been. Uh, uh, I hate to say this because we've been having a good time, but it might have been the enema. Yeah, you were talking about that. That enemas are not really that good for you. Well, I, I've only had one. I don't even think I've ever even had one in my life. The thing is, you know, you, you probably don't want to get one at a at an, an emergency room. No, no. Emergency I room agree. enemas, because uh, I I did the research naturally. You know, I'm going to do that when I'm thinking about things like that. And the mortality rate for people over 65 who had enemas at the emergency rooms was like four percent. Jesus. I know. I mean, if somebody said to you, well, there's only a 4% you're going to die, so let's attach the hose. You, you probably would say, I don't know about that. But they don't tell you that. I should try to book Jill Biden on the show on Monday. <laughs> Have you noticed he's, he's uh, become like a little more No, Jill, doddering? not Joe. Jill. Oh, oh, Jill, she's got problems, yeah. Yeah, she does. does. She? She's got the cancerous skin lesions oh. removed. Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, Unfortunately, and three some, like, skin lesions, various things. Two of which were found to be cancerous. Yeah, she's nowhere near as old as Joe is. She because she sure doesn't I don't act think like anybody's it. as old. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's pretty old. Joe is seventy-one. Even Trump. Is that all? Yeah. Oh, and he's what eighty? Yeah, about the least, eighty-one. Right? 80, yeah, like, like yeah, I think he seems like he he's is 80, yes. uh, eighty. Yeah, he recently turned eighty. So it's like your mother and me were eight years apart. There, yeah, there you go. Nine years apart, same story. But you know, tell that story on Monday when. Nana's on the show. She, my wife saved my life. There's no doubt about it. She did it. What a mother you have, Andy. <laughs> I see you, and you would think after all these years, she'd just be like, you know what? Maybe it's just time. Yeah. <laughs> Let him go. I've had enough. Let him go. Keep on moving, baby. But yeah, we're going to talk about it on Monday when Catherine's on the show with us. It was. I had an interesting 90-day period. Was there some fear involved? Uh, fear involved, mm-hmm. not really fear, but unease. There was yeah. some ease, yeah. thinking that I might croak. You know, that was not good. No, I didn't really care for that idea. But yeah, I mean, literally in a ninety-day period, I I got a result from a lawsuit that I didn't want. Uh, I, I didn't. It was against someone else. It wasn't against me. It was me against someone else, and it just didn't come to anything. Mm-hmm. Then I found out I got fired. 
And then I found out I got this. So it was a really, you know, a little roller un- coaster of emotions. Yeah, it was a hell of a 90-day yeah. period there. Well, my, my December was kind of like that, too. Well, was it really? Well, you know, I lost Barkini. Yeah. Which was obviously the worst great thing. Great guy. He was a great guy. And then it was right after he died that uh, I discovered my cat was dying. Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not comparing those two no, things. No, no, I know. I understand that. So all I can say is, like, talking about the pandemic. So I call up my vet and I say, well, my cat is dying. She hasn't eaten or done any of the things that cats do, which is mainly sleep, poop, sleep urinate, eat. Yeah. Eat, eat. yeah, she hadn't done any of them. And so she was dying. I knew she was dying. Right. So I called my vet and I, they, she said, well, let me just check here. She said, yeah, we can get you in in March. Oh, yeah, Mars, that'll do it. And I said, oh, can you resurrect him? Yes. <laughs> He's probably going to be not doing so well at that point. No. Jesus. So where you wind up, now this is an experience that, because you can't get, you just can't get an appointment with the vet anymore. No, that's what I understand. It's, it's really just, tough. It's like I say, everything's worse. The pandemic, It's that's what it is. Yeah. So what you do, and I've been through this experience a couple of times, is you take you take your animal to the emergency vet hospital Mm -hmm. okay so it's an emergency mainly to your banker uh and you because it's it's like three times what you'd pay if you just brought the animal to the vet right and you walk in and this i'm just i'm sort of like combining these two experiences but you walk in there generally it's like two in the afternoon three in the afternoon some don't open till four in the afternoon and you you're in the waiting room for like two hours and then they run a thorough diagnosis once again of your checking account, your bank account. Sure, yeah. the third. And they say, "Are you diagnosis. sure? Are you sure you can afford this?" And I said, "Well, you haven't God. told me about how much, but yeah, I guess I probably can. I don't know because in my mind it was probably not going to be quite as expensive as it was. It turned out to be about fifteen hundred dollars. Jesus, and, that's probably about right. Yeah. And Man. you know, talk about cruel ironies. So after they, after they do the the uh, all all the blood work the the imaging they give the cat an enema okay so that's good i guess it had to happen uh i didn't realize that like after i took her home the next day she would have an explosive uh experience which all over my bedroom floor which was like having it's like having uh, uh excrement cement on your on your carpeting dries right up does it took me like a day to scrub it off. Oh. Yeah. And meanwhile, back back at the in the emergency room, it's it's the size, you know, it's about like the size of maybe a, a studio apartment. Oh yeah. 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 And so you're in the waiting room and sometimes it's like you're there for hours before they see your animal. And sometime during those hours, a group of six people come in with a pit bull who's been shot. And shot? Pit yeah. Been, oh, yeah. Well, who deserves gee, it like I a wonder, pit bull? Gee, I wonder what happened there. Well, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was friendly fire. Yeah. <laughs> there you but, go. But I don't really there, know because yeah, yeah. I've never had a pit bull. And the pit, the first thing the pit bull does is it, it you know, it, it takes a, a huge crap all over the waiting room there. Mm. Oh, God. So now you're in the waiting room. That smells good. And you've got the pit bull, and you're not really liking being near the pit bull God. who's been shot. And it just goes on from there. That's a thrill a minute. Yeah. That, that was my December. Hey, Joe, I have to ask you a question. Sure. How far do you live from Tennessee? Uh, depends on what part of Tennessee. Well, just any part of Tennessee. I'm about two and a half hours north of Nashville. Two and a half hours north? 
You know yep. who's going into Tennessee now? Oh. In and out burger. Damn it. Why Over, can't they come here? Overrated. Overrated. I'm just gonna throw that out. I don't know I if I've ever had out. burger. Yeah. Very overrated. I, I, I agree. Don't think I've ever had it. You know what? It's it's like taking <clears throat> Valium. You know, the first time it's like, oh man. This is the greatest thing ever. My I'm, muscles are so relaxed. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta have more of this stuff. And then the second time, it's not quite as good. And the in third and time, it's like you know. burger. Yeah. So it's like Benadryl. I was only, kinda, yeah. I've only been in and out once. I was down in Vegas just in December, in Vegas, just a, yeah. like a month ago. That's a good. And In-N-Out. going back to where we were, very friendly. Yeah, the place was clean as can be. Yeah. Everybody was clean cut, super you. friendly. I'm like, God, I'd come back here just because it was nice. But but I agree Vegas. with Kevin. It it is overrated. Like it's a, it's quality. It's a good burger, but it's not like people talk about it's, it like it's oh just my a, it's gosh, a burger. It's yeah, gonna I'm change your it. life. It's like, a burger. It's, just a burger, it's overrated. Right. Like like San Francisco. Yeah, you know? so totally overrated. <laughs> the first time no you go it. there, it's August, and you're saying this is great. You come back and you say. Why is it 40 degrees in August? Who was that? There was it no, not Mark Twain. Mark it Twain. Was, it was Mark Twain. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The coldest I've ever been is a summer day in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know he wasn't he wasn't living in a in a one bedroom house that no. cost him eight hundred thousand dollars. Can you oh, God, believe yeah. the prices now? Can you even believe it? Well, part of it, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Public enemy number one in this country. Hedge funds. Yes, oh, absolutely. there's no doubt about that. You're no question. 100% right. It should have never been allowed. No. Foreign investors in land in America should not be allowed. You right. are correct. And hedge funds should be taxed at about a 70% rate. I agree. Why do we, well, I know why we do it, because they, all the politicians Money. have got hedge funds. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, these power politicians now are the filthiest they've ever been. I, they're, God, they're mm-hmm. filthy people. Well, if you think about it from the politician's standpoint, okay, so the hedge funds come in. They have infinite money, so they make enormous highball offers on everything. You know, they're buying these tiny parcels of land for a million dollars. So now the value of the land is a million dollars, which means you get to tax it as a million dollar piece yeah, of land. You do. Yep. So it's good for the politicians in the city, technically, mm. until, of course, the city rots away like Detroit. But right. until then, you make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially because these people then buy more houses yep. or apartment buildings. They just and, keep driving it up and driving it yeah, up. Yeah, because, you know, they figured out the basic, the, the number one fundamental thing about capitalism or just about economics in general is if, if you, you know, if, if the, uh, if the uh, demand goes up mm-hmm. and the supply goes down, yeah, man, you're living large. Yep. There it is. All right, Joe, we're going to wrap her up. Thanks for calling in, Pally. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks. So, fellas, any closing words? Did you happen to remember your automotive question on car selling <laughs> I did have an automotive question. No, I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> I just, I don't know why Who that knows? is. I just, I don't understand. Well, you know what? You probably just have to ask somebody from Walzer. Yeah, I could just ask them. They would know. Yep. Let me see. I'm looking at some shirts right now. <laughs> we're, we're pretty smart when it comes to those things. <laughs> I would think so. Mine, mine kind of looks like a Walzer You could shirt. fit in. Absolutely. fit right in with my black shirt there. Absolutely. Can you imagine Tom trying to sell cars? Get in the it, car. It would, exactly. Yeah. It, it would be a very short experience for whatever <laughs> guest is coming. <laughs> like, You're going to buy this car and not didn't get the hell out of my exactly. car. Exactly. <laughs> what was that? It was a big black man and used cars. Used cars, yep. Just, 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 get, in in car. just get, a, get in the car. <laughs> 
I loved it. Uh, <laughs> then you had Car Wash with Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky I'm a Christian man. I'd be down there kicking in your ass. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe next week I can talk about the time I almost won a Cadillac. I would love to hear that. We'll ne- do that next, next week. week. Yeah. That sounds good. No, my only parting words is <coughs> everybody needs to watch the hitchhiking, the hit, uh, hatchet wielding hitchhiker on Netflix. Hatchet wielding hitchhiker. You remember the hitchhiker that like saved somebody's life in 2013 by like hitting the assailant in the head with a hatchet. No. Hmm. And then like three months later, he ended up murdering somebody else and got thrown in jail after being viral and famous. So he's. He's famous, and now he can't stop killing people? Yeah, he turned out to be like a borderline serial Jesus. killer that everybody was like, no. crazy. Well, well I mean, you're carrying around a hatchet, hitting people. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's Who's going to pick you up? Go on Netflix and yeah, type in hatchet. It should be the first well, thing. Remember when hitchhiker movies were pretty common? There was like a, an era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's because hitchhiking was pretty common. Not mm-hmm. so much right. anymore. Not you anymore. never see no. anybody hitchhiking oh, anymore. Oh, God, no. I remember the one, I can close with this. I'm hitchhiking on West Broadway in Robbinsdale to go back into North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Guy pulls over. He doesn't look at me, though. He's looking straight ahead. So I go, oh, okay. That's ought to be interesting. But I was a lot bigger than he was, so I figured out what the hell. At least we can go at it. So I get in, sit in the passenger seat. And as he pulls away, he looks at me. The entire left side of his face was this purple, drooping flesh. There's some kind of a growth that he was apparently born with. Hmm. But he wouldn't show it to me until I got into the car. <laughs> and I said, like, eh, don't worry about it. I, yeah. I've seen that kind of thing before. Yeah, he lied. But all right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next week. And Catherine will be back on next week. Alex will be. It'll be magnificent. And I can finally explain where the hell I've been for the last three weeks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. The family.